Well, hello, and welcome back to our Christmas edition of Counter Culture Ketchup. We are glad to be back. We know it's been a while, and we know that all of you have been waiting our next installment of the Counter Culture Ketchup. But we are back. It's been a couple crazy weeks with sicknesses and crazy schedules and stuff like that. So we're excited to be back at you, where we recap our weekly Friday night discussions where our goal is to motivate the church to influence the culture around us with the kingdom of God by applying a biblical worldview to every single topic. Amen. To my left is our wassailing pastor. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> pastor Jamie. <laughs> but look it up more than one time. Yeah, don't look too deeply into it. Just... <laughs> it's a Christmas thing. Yeah, and I need be a right. Christmas it'll be all right. Thing. Yes. <laughs> so... Even though he's not much of a uh, singer, but there are a lot of things he brings to the table. So no. t- tonight he's wassailing. I might be able to wassail. I don't know about sing, but I can wassail. Oh yeah, I guess it sure. depends on you know what definition you're using. <laughs> it's like whistling and singing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, was singing. Yeah. <laughs> Whist- like Hark the Herald Angels sing. Right. <laughs> but but wait, did they? <laughs> but did they sing? I don't, I don't think they sang. That is what the question is going to be tonight. That, well, it's a question. <laughs> That's what we're going to tackle tonight. Yes. Our counterculture catch-up. Yes. Did the angels sing when the shepherds were watching their flocks by night? Felix Mendelssohn seems to think that he, he they did. He's the composer. Who's that? The composer of oh, Heart yes. the Herald Angels. Oh, that Mendelssohn. That Mendelssohn. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The wassailing Mendelssohn. I've definitely heard of him. <laughs> but uh, but um, thank you also for all the comments that mm-hmm. you guys have left. We're always super appreciative that you that you take the time to listen mm-hmm. or to watch the, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and share, share yeah, it. And share it. It's great. And we're super grateful for that. And just glad to be hopefully useful and and building our uh, encouraging a better worldview you know encouraging looking at all of the different subjects that we face throughout our lives you know the holidays the um just really anything yeah you know and and uh, and applying a biblical uh worldview to it you know or bringing it into so we can see it from a biblical world yeah i mean that's obviously our goal so we're super grateful for any of that and yeah and definitely share it mm-hmm. you know like it share it it's great yeah we did a video like <clears throat> around halloween about kind of debunking or, or at least looking into some of the traditions and the yeah. questions revolving that and how christians should deal with that so we're going to kind of do a similar thing today um, around christmas christmas myths or christmas like questions that people have yeah. uh, about it and uh, my, my buddy Spurgeon's going to be helping us as well. Prince of Preachers. Prince of Preachers. Nice. The Spurge. <laughs> yes. That's a nice shirt. I know. i got to get like ones it. made up of me. Yeah, that would be nice. We yeah. could call it like the Wassailer. <laughs> <laughs> the Wassailer. <laughs> Jamie, like whistling and singing. Like, just a picture of that somehow doing both at the same time. <laughs> It'd be like the, uh, what was it, the uh, the beaver in... Lady the, in the Tramp? Lady in the Tramp. Okay. Do you remember the beaver in Lady no, in the Tramp? No, I don't. Well, he ended up getting a leash from okay. one of the dogs, and he called it a log puller. See, she gets a log puller. 
And then oh. he would whistle when he would talk. Okay. Would, you know, that whole thing was the about thing. the whistling and the yes. singing mix? Okay. He, Actually, was a, he was a wassling. Right. Oh, oh, a whist singer. <laughs> that doesn't even sound like wassling. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> We're back. Lady baby. in the Tramp. <laughs> It's That's when Disney was okay. We need like a little, yeah. We didn't take much time to get right no, back into the man, flow. No, man, we gotta, this is the best part of it. So this video we, we did, uh, we used a Mike Winger video. It's called Mythmas, uh, debunking Christmas myths. Mm -hmm. He did another video that was, um, is Christmas pagan. And so he refers to that in this video. Hopefully you guys are watching, watching the videos that we link and, uh, you know, and we'd encourage you to, to watch this one, but also watch his other one because he goes into a lot of other details, which are really fascinating. A ton of myths, you know, you see yeah. he brings up stuff from like Bill Maher, who did, did mm -hmm. uh, Religulous, which was kind of like a mockery of Christianity mm -hmm. and religion. And um, he's he's very um, antagonistic towards reli any religion, really. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. but he, you know, you see it's all brought from like no sources, all of these things that these, the atheists bring up, you mm -hmm. know, when it comes to what we're going to touch on a bit today with like the, the, the time of year, December 25th right. and, and all these things are, you know, they just, there's no source for them to, mm -hmm. to make these, these uh, statements about these false gods and how, well, Jesus, you know, this, this God had 12 disciples and he was born by a virgin and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. none of that's true. Yeah. It's all just made up. It's like, know? even if that was a story that was associated with the God, that still would not prove anything except <laughs> right. that that was the story associated. Sure. But then when you look into it, it's like, oh, that actually isn't even true about that true. false no, deity. None of it's true. So, yeah. so but he does check a great your, job. You gotta check your sources. Out. Yeah, he know? does a great job of breaking that down. You know, um, you know, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Saturnarius, right, you know, right. supposedly Saturnarius, the holiday. Um, or pagan, pagan right, holiday, right, that. you know, so, so he breaks it all down. But in this video, he touches on a lot of the very particular Christian kind of understandings, you know, how we might understand things or we don't understand little yeah. aspects of it, or maybe just the, we, we, um, just tradition. Yeah. We, we believe yeah. the tradition, yeah. like we had mentioned, hark the herald angels right. sing, you know, that's a, it's a tune, but you know, are we allowing, you know, worship songs or, or Christmas songs to determine our our doctrine, yeah, you know, or are yeah. we just looking at the scripture saying, "Wait, no, that's what it says." Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah, you know. So it seemed like it seemed like some of the myths <clears throat> in the video was more geared, like you were saying, towards Christians yeah. and what we we might um, just so not even really myths, just like eh, it's kind of like a little bit of leeway that you know over the years we've kind of adopted into our Christmas sure. celebration or beliefs or songs and stuff like that. Where, you know, when you actually go into what the Bible says about it, that obviously is the only true uh, historical like account sure. that we should really follow. So I'll put both of the links to both videos in the oh, that'd be in cool. the note, yeah. the show notes underneath this video so you can check both of them out. Yeah, he does all of that work. Yeah. Um, well, now that you're going to be, you know, whistling and singing together, now your face hopefully will lighten up a little bit. I more, can do everything. So, yeah. Yeah. So just for great. that face. I can do all things. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, it's a great verse that I can use out of context. Speaking of myths, <laughs> <laughs> the verse is not a myth, That's, but putting it into whatever context you want it to be. I'm definitely going to get that idea. tattooed right here. Yes. Yeah. No, there, that is a shirt. It's so great. I know. It's wonderful. Yeah. I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. 
<laughs> it's like right on. You know, I mean, oh, just people who are total, just anti-God. Or not anti-God, but just don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And that's their verse, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because they, you know, are MMA fighters or something. And it's mm-hmm. like, right, all right. right, maybe you should, you know, learn what that stuff means. Yeah. But we have all these myths, you know, that or or like you said, kind of like little tweaks, you know. And it kind of brings me back to the, what we were talking about with Francis Schaeffer going through the different mm-hmm. historical periods and how... You know, you see little tiny things, not to say that this is where this is leading, but, but, you know, you, you can, these things can creep in Mm -hmm. and, you know, if they're pernicious enough, you know, they can, they can change the way you understand scripture and it can have an effect, you know, so, so it's super good to just go back and and review. So, so the first myth, Joel, Mm -hmm. do you remember what it was? Yep. All right. The first Mm -hmm. one uh, was that it didn't happen. That, that Christmas, actually, the whole Jesus coming as a baby didn't happen at all. That um, Rome started the the Christian faith and spread it around the Mediterranean and that everything. That would make sense. That quickly can be squashed. I actually have never heard that before. No, that, no, that people never actually been an issue for me. I, um, I know <clears throat> some people have tried to claim that Jesus never existed. So I guess it would fall along the lines of that, that you know some people in history just made up Jesus um, but the more, th- I mean, that's a really, really easy thing to, um, to debunk. Oh, um, absolutely. Literally all of history <clears throat> is based around Jesus. Um, and also the more you think about who would be the, the, the people who would be trying to start this, it's like Rome. Well, Christianity was like opposed to Rome and in, remember in Francis Schaeffer's thing that we we're talking about, the Christians would be, would be killed by not bowing to Rome and because you had to say hail Caesar um, and or Kaiser Curia Caesar is Lord and if you said no Jesus is Lord then you would be you know burned or whatever they would do to you so that doesn't make any sense that Rome would want to start yeah what's what's the point of that and also that um, Christianity started from Jewish roots obviously so and it was spread by Jews. You look at Paul, obviously, sure. and and Jesus himself. You know, yeah, they'd be at the temple on you know right. on Saturday, and then right. they worship on Sunday together as the church, and you yeah, know, because they weren't, as he mentions too, they weren't very welcome in the temples, you know, but but that's where they would, you know, they understood that. Yeah, know, so. but why yeah, would it's just a silly? Why would Rome start yeah, start a religion and use Jews to spread it? <laughs> right. To spread it, right. it doesn't make. Yeah. yeah, none of it makes any sense at all. So yeah. that seems to be a easy one to bust, an sure. e- easy myth to bust. Sure. I also like what he said. He was like, if you don't believe Jesus lived, then you can't believe anybody lived in history. You can't yeah. believe Alexander the Great. You can't believe Nero lived. You can't believe Beethoven lived. Like anybody, because the the way that you do history is by looking at mainly documents that have survived, you know, um, or manuscripts from from surviving documents and you go to go back like copies i mean right you know um or from other people who have referenced other people in their works you know and the more you do that the more it's obvious yeah that. well it's one of the most the life of jesus is one of the most um corroborated um parts of history with uh, there are so many documents yeah. that back up that christ was here he fulfilled what he was supposed to fulfill mm-hmm. with the and and do what he was was doing like there's so much 
you know, that, that there, there's evidence for his, his resurrection. It's like, and it's outside of the scripture. We have the right. scripture, but we have a lot of stuff outside right. of the scripture yeah. to, to corroborate it. So yeah. Um, well, we did, uh, what was it? Uh, Lee Strobel's um, right. case for Christ. Yeah. And that's a, that's another great study yep. to do. You know, if you haven't done that or read that book, it's really good. It's, you know, it's a lot of information and take your time to go through it. Um, but uh, super informative. Yeah, he makes one of the one of the best points um, that I'm just remembering from there is when he mentioned Bart Ehrman, who is a an apostate. He was a Christian and then he renounced his faith. So now he's trying to disprove the Bible and Christ. But he said one thing that even I have to admit is that a man named Jesus lived his life somewhere near you know Israel and died on a cross. That we know in history. Now, right. did he rise from the can't dead? All of that, but even he can't deny <clears throat> yeah, that. And he is, you it. know, he's making his living right now as a skeptic of the faith, yeah. and yet he can't deny that. So, that I think everybody should be on 100% solid ground yeah. to say that happened. Yeah. You know, now what are you yeah. going to do with it? Yeah, if you don't believe that, like you said, then you, you, you can't verify, you know, so many people in history, you know, so. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the one of the next things that he brought up was, which we had touched on right in the beginning, I think, was uh, was the 25th of December. Mm-hmm. You know that people will say that, you know, um, that he first of all is this when he was born. You know, we and there's you mean conceived or born? Well, born. You know, so because some people say, it, yeah, it might be that it was, was that he was conceived then. Right. Sure. Yeah. So there's different different ideas about that. Yeah. But this linking of that date to all of these other pagan myths, you know, that really there's no evidence for, you know, so but but why do we have the date? You know, so why was that date picked, you know, rather than, you know, so so a lot of it has to do with with just how um, the early church had you know, the, um, looked at different things like, well, he was probably, it probably happened at this time. And because of, you know, could be conceived at that time, mm-hmm. then he was probably born in, probably born in the spring or something like that, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Cause of when so, the shepherds would have been yeah. out with their sheep and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, but to me, it goes back to what we talked about with Halloween and stuff where it's like, even if like granting December 25th, let's say, was a pagan holiday sure. that they, the sure. Christians are not saying we're going to participate in the pagan right. celebration. They're saying, hey, all of the pagans are doing this celebration of this false god. Well, we should go out and do so, and celebrate something about Christ on this day. It's not participating right. in the pagan <clears throat> thing just right. because you take the same day as them, even if that is um what they did that they took the day but it would just like would be just like a christian on october 31st for halloween celebrating reformation day or celebrating even the harvest you know whatever um to celebrate the changing of the seasons it's like well we give thanks on this day or for reformation day because of martin luther which we'll get into the next episode sure which is cool um continuing our how should we then live uh series on the reformation but i see no problem whatsoever on taking a day that um, non-Christians have used for celebrating false deities and instead saying, we're going to take this day and win it for Christ. And especially because we should have a day that we celebrate when Christ was born. Because it's, besides the resurrection, it is the most important event that has ever happened, you know, in human history, that God became a man. We don't just want to leave that, you know, we should have a day where we remember that. 
So why not take a day that's been used for evil and turn it for good? Well, is Isn't that day, what God is all about? You know? Is any day Satan's day? Exactly. No, it's, it is not. <laughs> Let's clarify This is that. the day that the Lord has made. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Let's make sure we get that clear. Yeah. Yes. No day belongs to the devil. You know? <laughs> no day. Agreed. So Not can, Halloween. No. Not December 25th. There's, yeah, there's no Satan's day. Yeah. So, uh, right. But yeah, for sure. Now there was a lot going on um, around that this time of year, around the 25th, because you had uh, the 21st, the winter solstice. Right. You know, there was a lot of a lot of uh, cultures who celebrated around that time of year. You know, and they would they would celebrate. You know, kind of like um, like I was we were talking last night with the Yule log and things like that. Yeah. Scandinavian countries, they would <clears throat> they would. Uh, or Nordic countries would, they would drag this giant log down and set it on fire. And it was almost like standing up to winter saying, listen, mm-hmm. you know, we're, I know winter's here. I know it's going to be long. It's going to be cold. It's going to be not safe for us, but we're going to have a good time mm-hmm. and we're going to, we're going to just, we're going to wassail. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so there was a lot going on there and, you know, and that could be, you know, maybe part of it. You know mm-hmm. why the 25th is mm-hmm. you know was was taken because it's a time of birth you know kind of a new you know everything's kind of mm-hmm. going going cold yeah. and then then and it's a, a a view of what's coming for the for the future mm-hmm. you know good good times so, yeah ahead yeah. yeah um i'll throw out this thought also and he mentioned this in the video because uh, we watched the star of bethlehem last year oh yeah which um you can go back it's on youtube the star of bethlehem you can just search that um but you can actually go back by the, the the dating and the math of how the stars work and the, the planets move. And, That's really cool, yeah. And you can actually go back in time to see what the sky would have been like at any day in history, I think, which is really awesome. And so if you actually um, go back to, interestingly enough, December 25th in whatever the year was that um, the wise men could have this is all like 82 kind of speculation i wouldn't say it's 100 percent certain but it could have been this that the magi actually came to jesus on december 25th it could be um it's pretty um certain we'll get to this in the next or one of the next um myths that we talk about but it's pretty certain that the wise men didn't um come to jesus at his birth he would have already been probably a couple years old um, well you look at what herod did you know what herod did in um where was it jamie can I just give you a little yeah. piece of advice? Don't be the one wise man who didn't bring a gift. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but what Herod did when he sent when he sent everybody um, sent people out to slaughter all the, the children yeah. from um, from birth to two years old, I believe it was. Right. So so um, which would make sense that he was already. So he was most likely within that time mm-hmm. frame. You know, not that he was just a newborn. You know, and that, yeah, we'll get into the, yeah. the Magi and the wise men. And, and you got to factor in that the wise men, it would have taken them a long time to make it there. Sure. So even if they left in September or whatever, then it would have taken at least a couple months for them to get to Bethlehem. So, uh, or I guess at that time. No Uber. What's that? No Uber. No Uber. Hmm. No. But camels, and it could have been as many as like a hundred wise men. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. We, we think there was only three, but... No matter what, now we know, bring a gift, you know? Don't be that one wise man who just <laughs> walks into Jesus and is like, good job. Oh, man. Good job. I forgot. I forgot. I know what was gold. in here when I left. 
you would have been remembered for all time would have been like gold frankincense myrrh and like silver and like, or something and the empty bag yeah. what's the empty bag mean <laughs> make a it'd be like a short story gold frankincense myrrh and the empty bag yes <laughs> yeah so um, max lucado could do that right yeah. <laughs> it sounds like one is yeah it does but uh, but anyway, so I can't actually. I'm I'm excited to get to the wise men thing because there's some crazy tradition behind that whole thing. Do you want to skip over three and get? To no, that? because I think the three three at least my three is yeah. the Christmas tree. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, perhaps the most famous of the yeah. myths dash reason that people would have hangups on celebrating Christmas as a yeah. Christian. I th that I've heard at least. And I actually, when I first became a Christian, or, or when I was a young Christian, I remember somebody bringing this up, and it became like a question: Should we, should we have a Christmas tree? Like, right, right. Like, is this wrong? You know, and I didn't. You know, I wasn't well versed. You know, I, I didn't didn't really understand the scripture that well. So, so for me, it, I, I was just kind of leaning on people to kind of get their information. You know how they understood it. So it was definitely a question for me. Mm -hmm. um, but and better uh, safe than sorry, too, especially as a young young Christian. That's why I cut trees know. down now. Right. Yeah, because that's something in there that says trees are evil. <laughs> and is that really what I it had says? To cut them down. <laughs> <laughs> every good and every perfect thing except for trees except for trees comes down from the father of lights yes. yeah i'm pretty sure that's gets cut there. down the father of lights and do not put lights on the christmas tree oh, yeah that's, that's what in, that meant right yeah the father of lights the but the lights come down that's not for you to do that's right yeah that's right you're trying to take god's oh, this name is so and... <laughs> good i love this <laughs> we can do so when much. when you cut down all your trees you just do you make like little shrines around your house of just all different different trees and stuff is that why you do that no oh okay all right good, good. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for going with me on that don't be the one wise man who didn't bring a gift <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so there's a verse that's a, that people use and there is only one um, and they take it way out of context. It's in Jeremiah 10. Do you have it up, Joel? Yeah. King James. We'll do NIV. King James. You want, you want K no, KJV? No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. No. Hear ye the word of the Lord. <laughs> That's how they spoke. Yes. But, uh, but it says this in, in uh, Jeremiah 10. Do not learn the ways of the nations or be terrified by signs in the heavens, though the nations are terrified by them. For the practices of the peoples are worthless. They cut a tree out of the forest... And a craftsman shapes it with his chisel. They adorn it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so it will not totter. Like a scarecrow in a cucumber field. Their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. So that first portion there where it talks about they go into the forest, they cut down a tree, and mm -hmm. they, then they adorn it. That's the passage that's used to say that we can't like, Oh, it's bad for Christians to have Christmas trees. You mm -hmm. know, God, you know, God's word speaks against it. But if you read that whole passage, I mean, just the, the second half of the passage mm -hmm. really says what the whole thing is about is that people would cut, cut trees down. They would, then they would carve them and adorn them and they would set them up as idols. And God is saying, they're just chunks of wood. Yeah. You know, there, there, there's nothing there now. As Mike brings up, and I love it, he's like, he's like, you're probably not going into the forest, cutting down a tree, bringing it home, setting it up, 
calling it Dave and worshiping it. You know? <laughs> so if you are, that's bad. That is a problem. And that's what that, that passage is talking mm-hmm. about. If you're not doing that and you're just kind of like, you like the Christmas tree mm-hmm. and it's a nice tradition. And there's a lot. Pastor Steve did a good message on mm-hmm. it, um, talking yeah. about the history and why we hang ornaments on the trees right. and all this. And there's nothing wrong with it at yeah. all. So, so if, that become, if that's an issue for you, I'd encourage you to read the whole passage. Understand it's about worshiping yeah. a false idol. And think about what, what they were what they were actually doing that <clears throat> Jeremiah is saying to, to not do. What they were doing is they were fasten, uh, fashioning out of the tree and making it into an idol. Yeah. They weren't bringing the whole tree <clears throat> right. by itself into the house. That wouldn't make any sense, especially because it says later, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they can't walk. Nobody right. would expect a tree to speak, sure. but they would expect um, something that was chiseled into looking like a face and with legs and stuff like like an, sure. an, an idol, you would expect, oh, well, can, can that talk? Because I'm making it into um, a likeness that I can recognize, sure. which is what, that's what they were doing. So they were not just bringing trees into their house and then adorning them. They so were I, lo- I love what Isaiah wood. says about the same thing, where he's like, he's like I think it's Isaiah, yeah. where, he, where he's like, you go, you cut down a tree, yeah. you make it into this image, you worship it, and then... You take some of it, you throw it in the fire to keep yourself from right. right. It's like, what the heck's wrong with you right. people? Exactly. That's my paraphrase. <laughs> really, it's... Don't be the one wise man who didn't bring a gift. <laughs> That's really Isaiah's whole message. It's like, come on. I mean, just think about this yeah. for a minute. It, it's know? the golden calf, too. <clears throat> oh, yeah. You make a, a calf out of gold, fashion it into a calf, and say, this is the thing that brought us out of Egypt. Yeah. yeah. Like, it wasn't even... It wasn't even there when you were brought out of Egypt. Sure. So that it's an interesting thing. You know, I was thinking on the, on the way here tonight. I was listening to uh, uh, Francis Schaeffer a bit and thinking about the the necessity. This is a little bit of a digression from this, but the necessity of of us to have something transcendent, right? Because we know that the things that are not transcendent are not lasting mm-hmm. and have no ability to provide meaning. So it's like this search for the meaning, mm-hmm. you know, setting up these idols and doing right. all these things, yep. not, not realizing that that is just as not transcendent as you are not right. transcendent. You know, it's yeah. not above you. It's, it's you know, if anything is lesser than you. you. Sure. Yeah. You know, so, so it's just an interesting thing. And, and that's the, that's what people are all about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people are searching for meaning. And they're trying to find it in the things that they see or the things that they Mm -hmm. make or the things that they create or whatever. And really, there's no lasting meaning there. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to go for something above you. Right. You know, above everything. Yeah. Like the Bible says, God can, he swears by himself because there's nothing higher for him to swear by. But for us, you know, we're not supposed to swear on God's name because it's something greater than us. Sure. We're supposed to be humble, bring ourselves lower. Yeah. So. So, so anyway, so Christmas trees hang up. I mean, you don't want to wear, want to have a Christmas tree. I mean, you can wear a Christmas tree too. I almost said that, but um, if you don't Some want to have a Christmas tree, don't have a Christmas tree. Yeah. If you want to, have one. Also, it's like, all right, let's say, let's just grant <clears throat> that they were used for some sort of a pagan thing back in the day. It's like, okay, let's again take from whatever the pagans were doing or whatever. But guess what? They don't own trees. Jesus owns trees, okay, because he, he created them. And so whenever we are doing things um, with lights or with Christmas trees, I wrote a couple of things down actually because I wanted to, to mention that. 
um, for treats, for gifts underneath the tree. All of those things are representative of what Christ did for us. It's a picture of what Christ did for us. So he, he gave his life on the tree. And of course, the gifts, like we give gifts to Jesus because of the Magi who brought gifts too. So it's like already there's a connection there, um, um, a Christian connection, you know, right. a, a very valid <clears throat> biblical connection. And of course, the gift of salvation that Jesus gives us. And then lights, we know that Jesus is the light of the world. And so all of those things can be a reminder to us around the Christmas season. Um, as long as we take it and do it for the glory of God, right. there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Yep. So. Yeah, amen. All right. Next one. Wise men. So the wise kings. men, the we magi, three we three kings. Probably not three of them. <laughs> another, probably not kings. <laughs> another song that <laughs> that is bad doctrine. Perfect. Yeah. That one, it, it really is like pr- pretty bad, actually, because they, they, they weren't king. I, they were wise men is probably the best way sure. to, magi. Yeah. Um, to translate uh, that word. Um, magi seems to have something to do with magic or with, uh, I don't know, some sort of like scientific or, or chemical, like putting yeah. things, putting things together. And stuff. kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure how <laughs> true that would actually have been. Um, it probably was more about like looking into the skies and sure. things like that. Studying. Yeah, you know? studying things, scholar, yeah. very scholarly. Um, referring back to Daniel. Like yep. he, Mike, um, refers so back to Daniel, which is so cool mm-hmm. because there's a good chance that these guys who came mm-hmm. were actually, because they were looking for this stuff, mm-hmm. could very well have been ancestors of those who served with Daniel. Who actually heard Daniel's, in the court. Daniel's prophecy it's about so cool. Jesus. So it's just the reality of scripture. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a timeline. It's real. You know, it's mm-hmm. good history. He so. brought up a good point too that, um, like, let's say that was true, but we don't have you know yeah, record of that, especially sure. because of the four hundred year gap between, let's say, Daniel and and Christ, or at least the Old Testament and Christ. But um, he said an interesting thing: God works outside of scripture, and we don't like the only thing that God has done is not in scripture. He has done things that were not recorded for us in scripture, you know, and like, um, I mean, hopefully, because for the last 2000 years, we haven't had scripture. And yet, hopefully, we believe that God has been working. Sure. You know, um, we know that he has been. And Jesus says, um, you know, my father has been working until now, and I am working, yeah. you know, and so that it, it, it's not just the things that are recorded in scripture. Now, we're not going to know like 100% exactly what those things are, because they're not recorded for us sure. all in the scripture but, but he, didn't, something... he didn't pull away from his creation those 400 years and be right. like okay exactly. this is all on you i'm going to take a break for a while exactly. i'm going on vacation yeah you know but he was still still working still working yeah. in the in the pagan nations maybe drawing people out like these guys mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. drawing them out of that yeah you don't you don't know what he was doing but that is such a good point yeah people can get so hung up on yeah. that it's like everything god has ever said is in the bible it's mm-hmm. like that's not that's just not, it's not sensible even, it's not even biblical no i mean and look at look at what john says you know at the end of his gospel he said he he, he says that um jesus did he did so many things yeah. that he couldn't record all of right. them you know so it's like well Okay, he did other things. Right. They're not recorded. He said other words. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like, um, but when it comes to when it comes to his who he is, his character, his nature, um, well, he will everything. That everything. We need. Yeah. Everything that is that he is is in the Word of God, mm-hmm. and so he will never. There will never be any 
anything Probably spoken to anyone um, outside of what Ver- being verified yeah be- being verifiable yeah. in the scripture that it matched matches up that's why you know like if you if you get a good sense of that it keeps you out of a lot of trouble mm-hmm. you know that's where you get the joseph smiths and you get yep. um uh, mary baker eddies and you get all these people who start these these cults because they 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 get people to believe that god spoke to them mm-hmm. but they can't back it up mm-hmm. in the scripture you know that that's 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 accurate mm-hmm. you know so well, it's it always giving, has to be brought back yeah to the scripture. and it's also those cults are giving mm-hmm. new doctrine yeah you know they're saying jesus did this and this and this and, and other things where it's like that's where we do draw the line and say no like just like scripture says all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine reproof yeah. correction yeah. everything that we need for life and godliness in Amen. the church to yeah. be preaching today is given to us in the scripture that doesn't mean that god can't speak anymore or that he's sure. doing but but he's not going to be giving new doctrine that's not recorded in scripture yeah because everything that we need we have yeah and then if god wants to do things on top of that i'm totally fine with that right. i even pray for that many you know many times so, yeah but it'll never contradict no never contradict his word yeah. You know, so it's, uh, you know, there, there's those, uh, the verse, I think it's in Isaiah also, where it says that, uh, like God is doing a new thing mm-hmm. and people will take that and mm-hmm. they'll, you hear it all the time, especially in like the charismatic Pentecostal kind of world where it's like, God's doing a new thing. And I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's done it. You know, mm-hmm. now new is in like, it's, he, he's not doing anything outside of who he is. And outside of the scripture. Well, also that you he's know, still working today. And now I think he can that's, be and working. I think that's their point. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay. As long as you uh, just take it with in balance, yeah. you know, and realize we have everything we need, but God is still working yeah. today still. But he's yeah. not, as far as I can tell, he's, he's not sprinkling gold dust in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that was? I thought that was just that was, too much coffee. Yeah. But I mean, that's what I mean. Like, you know, people can be like, yeah, God's doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. Look, you know, we're we're all under this, you know, this trance and we're passing out and God's sprinkling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gold dust. And it's like, oh, exactly. Exactly. You're welcome. So you got to help me understand that in the scripture. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but that. Yeah, that would be a practice that is not given for us to do in scripture. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot harder for it to pass the test. Sure. You know? Yeah. And it should be scrutinized, you yeah. know, and that's the thing. Um, and that's one of the issues I think with a lot of the, the, this is a digression too, but the hyper charismatic kind of movement where it becomes, everything is the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. So therefore you can't say anything isn't the mm-hmm. Holy spirit. Now you are in real trouble mm-hmm. because at what, at that point, you cannot test anything with the scripture, mm-hmm. you know, so, so it becomes a real, real, real problem. Yeah. If you, you don't know, have the word, you're gonna, you're, you yeah. will inevitably go off the rails somewhere. Sure. You know, and unfortunately people have, you know, died because they stopped taking medications or whatever, you know, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing all the while thinking that sure. it's, um, you know, so believe obviously God heals and he can do whatever he wants. But we need to be following his word because sure. that's what he tells us to and do. And what's, so. what's the Holy Spirit's main um, purpose, you know, for us? I feel like you it's, preached a good message about to that make a us, couple weeks ago. To make us holy and set apart for him, mm-hmm. you know, bearing the fruit of the Spirit. And that should be our, 
Right. That should be our goal in right. all of that. Yeah, not not looking for the the more fantastic, yeah. you know, wonders and signs and wonders, which are totally and fine. He can do those. Yeah. You know, for sure. But but that is not his, I don't think, according to the scripture from, from looking at that for a while, mm-hmm. that that's really his his focus you know is is not to do those things Mm -hmm. but that we would we would become more like him you know yeah if you want to hear more about that check out jamie's awesome message a couple weeks ago oh and thanks Kay, for uh um can i call you Kay? i feel like i can i feel like they're pretty 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 good friends now i feel like it's okay (laughs) (laughs) couldn't resist Um, but, uh, but thank you for the, uh, comment too, with that, or you, I think you messaged me, um, through Facebook. So that was really great. I really appreciate that. Mm. So, um, number one fan. That's right. I was going to say she keeps rising, but she's already at number one. And when are you coming out? Like, uh, it's almost Christmas, Mm. you know, (laughs) some people travel around Christmas. Yeah. You got a lot of snow around here though. Eh, Not too, well, it's not too bad, but we're getting more yeah yay yay um anyway so what were some other things about the three wise men how about the tradition of the why do we think there are three do you remember uh what mike was saying about that yeah because there's three gifts okay three gifts but there was another another tradition that was by the uh oh one of the one of the popes i think it was Was i don't think it was a pope but the bishop yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I forget the guy's name. Yeah, because he found the <laughs> the carcasses or the dead bodies of the, the skulls. The skulls of the, the skulls three wise men with the eyes still intact, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, the eyes were still intact looking up to heaven. So no, therefore, no, they weren't looking up to heaven. No, they were looking <gasps> to Bethlehem. Oh, that's He what could it trace was. where that's his true. eyes, their dead eyes were. <laughs> their dead eyes were all looking towards Bethlehem, which means they must be. <laughs> they must be. <laughs> they must the be. The Magi. The three wise men. And then, of course, there would only be three because he only found three bodies. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's just, it just shows you the power of tradition, you know. <sighs> and you can also see, like, or, you know, around that time, relics were huge. Sure. Yeah, and, right. At that. Yeah, um, exactly. And so everybody was looking for, you know, John the Baptist's fingernails, you know, and stuff like that. So the, the Shroud of Turin. Sure. And yeah. All that stuff. We should get into some of that. Yeah. That'd sometime. be cool. That would be good. And, and they had names, right? I don't know if he named them. Or... Yeah, it was. Um, what was it? Oh, no, I don't have that. I wrote down other names. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. not. not... That's not the three wise men. They were three wise men, though. It was yes, they Balthazar. Were. Gaspar, yeah, Casper, and Melchior, Melchior, and Balthazar. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, I think Melchior is this. Um, he was actually Morgoth first, and then he became Melchior later. This is Lord of the Rings lore. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> I knew Morgoth. Sauron's uh, Morgoth. King, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Melchior, I knew. Yeah. <laughs> but you, I don't. I don't recognize. <laughs> <laughs> for some, I, I like cling to those passages where <laughs> demons so are speaking yeah. for some reason. Yeah, I'm Jesus always going back to that one where it's like, like, um, have you come to torment me before my before time? The time? Yeah, <laughs> that's so great to say to people when they come in. You oh, know, that you know? is. I was wondering why you were <laughs> laughing at that. I'm like, it doesn't exactly roll yeah. off the the tongue you, as like a laugh. Have you come to torment saying. me before <laughs> my time? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> 
not many people understand that. No, no they, they really wouldn't. That. Well, now anybody who watches this video oh, still yeah. won't, but that's okay. Maybe will. <laughs> There's a passage in there. You got to uh, find all your counterculture friends. And then when you say that to them, they'll know what you're referencing. Do you have counterculture friends? <laughs> I have one. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> I have counterculture friends. <laughs> um, okay. But, oh, that's what it was. Um, let me go back, right, to where we were talking about um, with Herod. And we were talking about the Magi. I probably yeah. came after yeah, he yeah. was born. It was in Matthew 2.16. I did write it down. 2.16 and 18. And, and um, traditionally, it's called the Massacre of, of Innocence. It's December 28th. The Massacre of the... Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, now a lot, of, a lot of people will say... I mean, if you look it up on Wikipedia, it's great. Because it's like... Most Bible scholars probably say this is right. not true or something. Yeah. And it's like, hold on a minute. So a Bible scholar who reads the Bible, where it says it in the Bible, they might say that it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's in the Bible. Yeah, but that but that's not in the Bible. Sure it is. Matthew 2, 16 and 18. It doesn't say that it was December 25th. No, not the date. I mean, the, the whole event. Like a lot of oh. people, they'll say that it that's that probably it never happen. happened. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. But that's Wikipedia. Some Bible scholars say that yeah. it didn't happen. That's that what is it says. Most Bible scholars probably. 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 <laughs> I like the probably there. So they're studying the Bible. They're saying, these words, they, they, <laughs> they don't exist. Right. Yeah. So so that is, it, it is interesting, you know, so so it's just another, another mm-hmm. reason why um, that it probably, you know, wasn't the the three wise men while jesus is in the manger kind right of thing. right <clears throat> yeah but so. our our uh you know tradition that just puts everything just maybe for simplicity sure you know because you're not gonna have two different scenes one of jesus as a little kid with the wise men and then one with the shepherds and the the animals and joseph and mary it's like well we'll just put them all right. together okay so what was what was uh the next the that was the angels singing right or, yes number yeah. five mm-hmm. was did the angels sing in luke chapter 2 where it says the angels came as a great mighty host to the shepherds and they glorified god saying glory to right. god in the highest <clears throat> and on earth peace goodwill toward men and doesn't say that they sang yeah and so we a lot of times in like christmas plays and pageants and stuff they'll have the three angels on the side and they'll be singing or you know doing something musically but that probably probably didn't actually happen right we know angels do sing and the the elders it says in revelation that they are always singing around the throne of god so it's not that they can't sing but um sure. these angels at this time probably didn't nope they were just proclaiming right i think um declaring and uh but he made a good um mike winger made a good point though it was interesting when he was talking about jesus sings mm-hmm you know, so and it's a pretty, pretty interesting. It's all yes, you know, I love it. Talk when he's going through it because he's like, "Well, do you think Jesus had a good voice?" Mm-hmm. You know, right? <laughs> well, Isaiah says that he wasn't very, you know, attractive he was kind to of, look at. Yeah, he was yeah, just kind, just of, kind of normal. Normal, yeah. you know. So there's a good chance that he didn't sing well. Yeah, 
<laughs> just like the statements Such of like a great like, point oh do you think jesus is going to lead worship again <laughs> <laughs> right right <laughs> and then he brought up oh i, I love this point because i i do sometimes it kind of rubs me the wrong way when people are like i just don't like the music at yeah, that church or, right. or church or something and imagine if jesus is leading worship and you're like oh jesus has to lead worship <laughs> and it's like do you think his church would have been a good one to go to <laughs> right <laughs> right so it's like so what are we prioritizing right here? what's important Let's get back to what's important, you know, because I'm pretty sure Jesus had the right heart of worship. Yeah. To lead people into worship of his father. Pretty sure. All right. The next thing we have is the innkeeper, Mm -hmm. you know, which. uh, um, Can I bring up one thing? Sorry. About with with Jesus singing. Let's go. Um, Because there's actually four times that he brought up in the Bible that it um, either implies or is clear that Jesus did sing. And one of them was right after the Last Supper, and it says after they had sung a hymn, they went to the Mount of Olives. Right. So interesting because <clears throat> in the Jewish like calendar of they go through the Psalms, the Psalter during the whole calendar year as they're singing, um, and what, the Psalm that they possibly again none of this is you know exact, but that they possibly could have been at at that time during the feast uh, after the Passover when they were taking the when Jesus was eating the last supper with them could have been from Psalm 118 yeah. 22 through 29 which talks about you read it. Yeah, I'll get that up. Um because like just imagine if this was the psalm that Jesus and the disciples sang before Jesus goes to be betrayed and to be to go to the cross. This is Psalm 118. Oh yeah. Which could have been the one that they sang. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us uh, rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name mm-hmm. of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God. He has made his light shine on us. And then it goes on. Very from there. cool. So blessed is he who comes in the name of the yep. Lord, which they obviously spoke over Jesus <laughs> as he came in. His, um, triumphal entry to Jerusalem and also the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone yeah that was really good yeah that's yeah, so cool so clearly a, a prophetic psalm yeah, you know absolutely. looking forward to that stone that the cornerstone that the builders rejected which of course speaks to the Jews rejecting their own Messiah and yet it's become the cornerstone which now is going to be built by Jews and Gentiles which is of course us living stones being sure. built up into the one temple not a physical temple made with hands but of course the church god's building until they build the new temple in in jerusalem yes yeah so that it can be desecrated finally a temple (laughs) after the one that jesus said was going to be destroyed can be destroyed again (laughs) there it is so uh so one of the next myths that we have is this poor innkeeper who gets a bad rap. Who's <laughs> always the bad guy for kicking Mary and Joseph to the to the you know um, the the what curb? Yeah, Isn't kicking them the to the curb. Yeah. Sure, um, making them sleep outside with the animals. You know, right? And so um, as if <laughs> he could have like yeah. made, made room for them, but he's <laughs> like, no, you guys, no, <laughs> no, get out. Um, but uh, but in actuality, that's not what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. You know, it just says that the uh, they came and there was no there room. was no room. You know, so they were like, all right. So they went and they they found a spot. Yeah. You know, and and what's the good point that he brought up with that? I think was that that we can get so caught up on you know 
like, oh, the, see the bad innkeeper, he did this. And then we missed the part of the fact that like, this is God's plan. Mm -hmm. You know, this wasn't some guy wasn't got by, involved by and, and yeah. uh, made it tough for Mary and Joseph. And so they had to do this. Mm -hmm. It was God had a plan set up for mm -hmm. this. There was no room because God made it to be no room. Mm -hmm. And so he's born in a manger, you know, right. so, and this is how it works. Yeah. And so, but, uh, yeah, he was does preach well. Right. Yeah. Cause Jesus wasn't meant to be born in, you know, a palace right. or anything. I mean, the whole, <clears throat> the whole point is that he came humbly, not Royal. Yeah. You know, and, um, I loved the, what, what Mike said about the three types of animals oh, yeah. that were probably in the main, that would have eaten out of the manger. Right. Which is the beast of burden, like an ox or, you know, something that really big that is going to be pulling True. heavy um, uh, <clears throat> material and, or a beast of clothing, or I forget what that word is, but um, like sheep and, and that would be used for wool and stuff like that. Or a beast of sacrifice, um, which would be like a spotless lamb, right? And you can see the symbolism right there. Obviously, the beast of burden, because Jesus bears our burdens. The beast of clothing or covering, which is, of course, what Christ does. He covers um, us just like, the, though our sins were like scarlet, but he's made them white as wool, you know. Um, and then the beast of sacrifice, of course, Christ is, is our sacrifice. Yeah. And he's born literally into where all of those literal beasts would have been eating from yeah so yeah the the symbolism there is yeah, amazing great. you know it's and it, only god could you know sure could put all of that together um while still using humans to accomplish his his plan you know but it does preach well do you have room for jesus <laughs> i love that <laughs> right <laughs> they had no room but the innkeeper has zero lines right in the bible yeah. he doesn't he doesn't actually it's adventures and odyssey he talks anything. a lot their Christmas one. Yeah. That was good. Uh, good. That's good to know. Yeah, bring back bring that <laughs> yeah. back up. <laughs> Don't be the one wise man who didn't bring a gift. Why you gotta be like that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what we got another we got two more. Yes. Right? So number seven. Number seven. All right. This is a quick one. When was Jesus born? because uh, BC means before Christ, right? AD means Anno Domino or year of our Lord. Mm -hmm. So people think, well, and it makes sense because like, you know, if calendars actually worked <laughs> correctly, then it would make sense that zero would have been when Jesus was born, zero AD, because that's the year of the Lord. But there actually isn't such a thing as, no such thing. as zero AD. It goes right from one BC to one AD. Um, I guess kind of like how, um, you know, if you're a baby and you have your first birthday, you're not one when you're born, you're one on your first birthday you know after so stuff like that Until you're you're you one in your third month birthday i don't think so yeah nine months plus three i know math <laughs> <laughs> so i'm aware of that <laughs> but i'm pretty sure all of humanity has not counted birthdays you're one way. years old <laughs> You are one years old, not <laughs> years born. <old>. That <laughs> anyway, but listen, I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm not I the one with nine kids. I appreciate so. the sanctity of human life, and that's a child <laughs> that is in the womb. I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> I do as well. <laughs> I want to keep those nine months as separated because of how holy I think. Maybe that that's what's wrong now. with culture today. Right, there. Yes, the baby in the womb is given too much. 
Jamie, what are you <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to leave it with the nice. What's the most I don't have nine kids, and you have nine kids, so you know more about celebrating birthdays. Of course I do. But then you had to bring up the whole sanctity of life thing. Well, you know. You have to stand up for it, Joel. Yes. But I'm pretty sure even if you had another kid, you would not start counting birthdays that way. (laughs) Right? So, I give you you that. (laughs) Anyway. um, All right. So... The most permission, pernicious. But when was Jesus born? We didn't even get there. I thought we didn't get there. No. All right, let's go. So he was probably born in 2 yeah. BC. 2 to 6, right? Yeah, two to six so, BC. something like that. Something because like that. that's probably when Herod was actually um, died. And so there's some discrepancy about when Herod died, probably from a copyist error back in the day. And then that brought got into like what the mainstream believed in the Middle Ages and then moving forward. But... If you go back to the earlier sources that we have now, it's pretty clear that Herod was died in around 2 BC, which means since obviously Herod was alive when Jesus was born, that um, that's probably when Jesus was born. So what's so funny? No, no, I'm, oh. I'm listening. And they, and they go into detail on that in the Star of Bethlehem documentary too, because that's how they know when to bring the, that software that you can see the sky in um, and you can see the stars and the constellations and stuff. If you go back to 2 BC, then you can kind of see where all of the, the, the stars that were lined up when the Magi came to see Jesus. And they, they saw the constellation of the lion, right, with the virgin. And so you had the king of the Jews being born. Um, so, and Judah, yeah. yeah. So all, all cool. the stars lined up, let's put it that way. Yeah. The stars aligned. Yeah, great. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. <clears throat> yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so, yeah. So that's the the guess. There's no zero. Yeah, yeah, which is makes point makes a good point. Yeah. All right. Um, then we move on to the most pernicious mm. myth. What's pernicious mean, Joel? Well, uh, I think it's like something that sneaks in that is um, draws you off the path of what is true and what is real. So something like evil that sneaks in unnoticed. You think? Look it up. Jamie. <laughs> you got it right there having a harmful effect especially in a gradual or subtle gradual way. and subtle yes. way yes okay cool the pernicious effects of air global pollution. warming <laughs> <laughs> it's a climate catastrophe oh it's... man what do you think of when you think of pernicious uh, <laughs> global warming uh, that darn subtle <laughs> upgrade in temperature, which I, we're feeling right now. Yeah. You know, in, oh, New, yeah. in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. nice and warm here. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that, uh, and this is this is a, a myth that, that is really carried on throughout, um, all through the church, really, the church age, um, that uh, we see Christ rather than as the, the Savior, you know the one who who comes to to take care of the the sins of the world but just a kind of a royal deliverer that's kind of like comes to to give us what we want mm-hmm. you know oh I, I i go to jesus because uh you know i want my i want my job back or something like that mm-hmm. and that's you know it's consistent all through you can look through history and see you know 
I guess it's a human, it's just a human yeah. problem, you know, a human thing that, you know, we, <clears throat> we look to God to meet our needs and, and there's a reality to that. You know, he, he wants to meet our needs, but we can't forget that our biggest need is that we're, that we're sinners right? and we need Christ for salvation and, um, and sanctification and not just our physical yeah. you know, feel good kind of things. And, and the modern church, a lot of, we see it a lot in the modern church, you know, that, that feel good gospel, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus will take all your problems away and it's just not true, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it's a terrible lie and it's very pernicious and, uh, creeps right in. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, Mike made a really good analogy. It was great when, uh, you know, he was talking about a, a guy on, on, uh, you know, in the hospital getting ready for surgery, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and it's like, he needs a, it, heart. Know, he needs a heart transplant yeah. and he's looking for a facelift, right? you right. know, and it's like, no, you got to get the heart fixed first. Yeah. You know, there's no point in getting the facelift, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, so we really need that change. Mm -hmm. You know, we need Christ to be our savior and, uh, and, um, not just our, our kind of sugar daddy in the sky yeah. and what we want, Genie. you know, so. Yeah. And <laughs> I think when, uh, when I see a lot of people who celebrate Christmas, who I know are not really walking with the Lord, but it's just, it's a thing to do, or, you know, they like the aspect of family and gifts and stuff like that. One of my friends is half, like his mom is Jewish and his dad is Catholic. So he's like, I celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas, you know? But it's like, that doesn't make any sense, you know, like if you're actually taking it seriously. And so it's kind of like, how, how can you express to somebody that Jesus is your whole life, you know? And you Mike brought this up in uh, Colossians 3, where it says, when Christ, who is your life, appears, right. you know? And like, that's why we celebrate Christmas, because it's just another um, way that we can give our lives to Christ and recognize what he did for us. Um, but for somebody who's not a real believer, like it's not going to really make any sense. Sure. You know, why would you want every day to go to church, you know, or every, or every week we do every day, every day. But, um, you know, that's why people go to church just once a year, you know, just because it makes me feel good sure. and it kind of gets me in good with myself too. Sure. It makes me feel like at least I'm doing something, yeah. you know, it satisfies your, your, yeah, your kind of idea of who God is. Because like you said, we know, we all know that we're sinners and we know there has to be, somehow there has to be forgiveness for that. Otherwise, like we're not well off, you know? And um, so it, it kind of placates to that right. and to just be like, well, at least I did this, so I'm good enough kind of a thing. And it's yeah. like, well, either Jesus is your whole life or he's like, he doesn't want lukewarm. He right. wants either you're hot or you're cold, you know? Well, he doesn't want cold, but he wants you to be on fire for him, you know? And that he's your whole life. So um, and I guess instead of, is there room in your heart for Jesus? It's, it's like, how much of your heart are you giving to him? Yeah. You know, he wants all of it. Well, yeah, it's not even room for him in yeah. your heart. It's, are you going to give him your right, heart? Right, exactly. You know, the whole thing. But it's, a, it's the veneer of Christianity. Right. You know, to put it on for the, the special occasions. And, and if that's what you're doing, you know, um, then really it'd be a good time to examine, you mm -hmm. know, do you really have a relationship with Christ? Mm -hmm. Because if, if all it is, is, you know, you 
you know, you're just going to, to satisfy your, your idea of who, what God wants you to do, which is go to, to church on holidays, then, then he isn't your life. Right. You know, so that, that's a good, it's a good indication. That it's a good not, time to examine yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Not to be okay with Jesus when you're really not, you know, Yeah. to be like, I'm good. I'm good with the man upstairs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's like, there's somebody upstairs. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> but it's, but yeah, don't put the veneer on. You're not fooling anybody anyway, mm-hmm. except for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're that's definitely not, not fooling the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I was listening to a little bit of, uh, Jordan Peterson today, just a little like quick, um, what do you call you it? A short, to yourself. A short okay. thing. Um, it was a short and, uh, and he was talking about, we can't hit the one thing that he's seen in all his clinical work is that no one ever gets away with anything. He said he's never seen one person get away with anything. He said he's seen people who have, they think they get away with it, but it eventually catches up with them because you cannot, you cannot bend reality to meet your needs. Mm -hmm. Reality is what it is. Consequences are what they are. You know, it's like, so you can pretend, Mm -hmm. but it, you cannot change the reality of the matter you know it's mm. very interesting everything you do yeah. has a consequence yeah. that comes and with it. always always and i'm like that's pretty it's pretty interesting mm-hmm. you know if you think you're good i got right. away with it right you know right. and you right. never really do so it always has an effect um so follow the lord if you follow the lord apply his principles you do the, the things that he you know that that he tells us to do in his word and we work towards building our relationship with him, then you start to see that his ways work. His mm-hmm. ways will bring peace. His ways will bring, uh, even in the midst of a tumultuous like life, mm-hmm. you can have peace and you can have joy and you can have all those things. Um, but it's a matter of applying, you know, just understanding and getting to know him and allowing him to change you for who, for mm-hmm. who he wants you to be. You know, so. And because Jesus came at Christmas time and because he rose from the dead and he's alive today, you know, he's yeah. not just something that happened 2000 years ago. Right. You know, he actually is upstairs, yeah. you know, seated at the right hand of God, you know, ruling and reigning yeah. over us even Amen. now. So Amen. that's, um, he is eminently worthy of more than our life. Yeah. So. Yeah. Are you eminentizing the eschaton? Yeah. <laughs> He's he's eminently worthy of uh, of the eschaton to be eminentized. <laughs> anyway, like all right. Well, thank you guys for watching um, and listening, and uh, yeah, we're wrapping it up, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks and, to uh, our special guests, Mary yeah, and Joseph. Mary and Joseph. Hopefully, you got a good glimpse of that. <laughs> Always grateful for you guys uh, for your comments and for you know subject matter input. you want us to go over. Yeah, yeah input. Happy to hear it and. Uh, um, and so, yeah, thanks for watching. If you are liking it, subscribe mm-hmm. to Freedom Church NJ, um, and, uh, on any of the podcast mm-hmm. sites, or you can, uh, watch us on YouTube and, uh, share it and, um, yeah, dig it. And don't forget that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Christ. Yes. Amen. Amen. Don't be the one wise man to bring a gift. <laughs>